Okay, so line your back. Line your back and uh Yeah, everyone's extra blankets. Yeah, it's very cold in the room tonight, so taking care of your own comfort has an added dimension tonight. You could bring more in. Yeah, lie dressed in a robe. Yeah. I'll actually hold them in in case you want them. And you will be lying on your side, so you're going to want one of these flat, long cushions, or two or three of them. Or if you don't have that, a blanket or a towel folded so that it's flat, so your head will have kind of a flat platform to lie on top of. You can even use a book for this kind of purpose. Just not some puffy thing that's going to sink your head into a hole and then hold it there, but a flat surface for your head. But begin by lying on your back before we get to your side. Lie on your back. And feel how you're resting on the floor. Feel how your legs are resting. Feel the length of each leg. Compare. the weight of each leg. How do your heels rest? Sometimes it almost feels like a heel is pressing into the ground on one side or the other. And feel or measure in your mind side of space behind your knees, your thighs. And then feel the weight of your pelvis on the floor, how your buttocks rest. Is the weight a little more to one side than the other? And measure in your mind's eye again that space behind your low back, just like there was space behind your knees and thighs. What's the size and the shape of that space behind your low back? Where does your back come to rest on the floor again? Around the level of your shoulders or between your shoulder blades, below your shoulder blades, above? And then feel that uh, measure from your inside, the space behind your neck. The size and shape of that space, the arch of your neck. And notice how your arms rest. And without being given any specific instruction, you laid your arms in some particular way. Palm up, palm down, palms to the inside. I say palms to the outside, but I don't think I've ever seen anyone spontaneously do that. You just notice if one of them lies closer to you or farther away. If one feels heavier or lighter, longer or shorter.
and roll over and lie on your left side. So roll to lie on your left side. You can bend your knees up at some comfortable height so that you feel stable lying on your side. And straighten both your arms in front of you with your palms together. And now check the height of the cushions under your head. So you want enough cushions under your head that you're not feeling any strain, discomfort in your neck or in your shoulder underneath. And if you can, if you can do without cushions under your head in absolute and complete comfort, then go ahead and do that. But probably for most people you need a cushion or two or a folded uh, blanket or something. Folded towel under your head. But whatever you have, you want to be wide enough so that your head's free to move around. And you'll see what that means as we go. So your arms are stretched out in front of you, your palms together. And now begin to slide your top hand, your right hand, a little bit forwards and then come back to where you started. So begin to slide that hand a little forwards. And notice how your shoulder moves. Your ribs. And then pause for a moment and I'm going to add a specific image to what you're doing right now. The image is that you're lying on a clock face. So the place where your shoulders rest on the floor, that's the center of the clock. And straight out in front of you like this would be three o'clock. It's a clock face that it's large enough that the three is, I don't know, maybe six inches or something out in front of your hand. And there's a 12 o'clock that's going to be up over your head. And check where you are in relationship to the wall. You might need to come away from the wall so that 12 o'clock isn't right at the wall. Give yourself a good uh, six inches or a foot above 12 o'clock for the wall. Behind you will be 9 o'clock. Don't try to go there right now. We'll get there later. And down towards your feet is 6 o'clock. So place yourself on that giant clock face as a reference point. So now when you slide your hand forward, you slide your right hand forward, you're sliding your right hand, reaching your fingers in direction of 3 o'clock. So your fingertips are heading towards 3 o'clock. And then you come back. And in your mind's eye, take in the whole length of your spine, from your tailbone to the base of your skull. And as you slide your hand forward, let yourself feel that whole length and notice where you feel movement in the whole length of your spine and where you don't. Where does your spine move? Where does it move in space? Where does it move each vertebra relative to the other vertebrae? And where does it move all as a clump? Ask yourself that as you go.
and then come back and rest in the starting position with your palms together. And now let's place another clock, a smaller clock face, underneath your hips so that the weight, the heavy point of the left side of your hip against the floor is resting in the middle of a clock face. This is a smaller clock face. So find on the other side, on your right side towards the ceiling, in your mind's eye, find your right hip or the high point of the bone. It's not actually your hip joint, but greater trochanter that comes out from, makes a sort of Y and one part of the bone goes in to make the head that sits into the pelvis and the other part of the thigh bone comes out to be this greater trochanter, the big bone at your hip. So you're taking that now and now take it back towards nine o'clock. So you're sliding your hand forward towards three o'clock. Now roll your pelvis, roll your hip a little bit backwards so that this prominent bony spot rolls back towards nine o'clock. And your hands stay more or less together. If your hands stay more or less together, then this movement of your hip backwards might be relatively small. It's fine. It could be smaller movement than the movement of your hand forward. And do it gently. Don't do the maximum effort you can. Just explore it. Taste the movement. Feel how smooth it is. Are there jumps and starts? Is the direction clear? Let it be smooth. Let it be easy. Do it a few times, just saying, how can I make this easier and put less effort into it? How can I sort of clean up or tidy up the movement so that I'm not making any extra effort I don't need to? And again, with that sense of awareness, take in the whole length of your spine. Take in the whole length of your spine to feel how far up, how far up do you feel this movement? Your pelvis can't roll backwards at all if the spine doesn't roll or twist. How far up does that continue? Once your spine is attached to your ribs and your lower thoracic spine, do you still feel it's still able to move? Is it drawing the ribs along with it? Is your chest softening? your sternum moving. So you're just taking your hip backwards, your right hip backwards. Do you feel anything between your shoulder blades or the base of your neck? Okay, and then leave that movement of your hip alone. And again, slide your right hand forwards. Just slide your right hand forwards. And feel if that movement's changed, transformed by what you were doing with your hip. Does your spine move differently? Your chest move differently? Your head move differently? Mm-hmm. Or maybe you just notice the movement feeling a little smoother or easier, larger. And then leave the movement and pause for a moment. Stay lying on your side and take a rest. And orient yourself to this clock again. You are just sliding your hand towards three o'clock. 
Now, where would you put your hand to point your arm, to point your fingers towards two o'clock? So find the direction of two o'clock on the clock that you're lying on and place your right hand, your left hand can stay where it is, your right hand, place it on the floor, pointing towards two o'clock. And think, this isn't one o'clock, it's not twelve o'clock, it's two o'clock, so it'll be about a third of the way up. Yeah, so you find two o'clock. And then begin to slide your right hand forwards so you're reaching your fingertips towards that number, towards two o'clock, and then come back. And feel, does this feel pretty much the same as going towards three o'clock does, or does it feel really quite different? Is it asking very different things of your chest, your spine, your head, your neck? So you slide your hand forwards and then come back, or not forwards, but towards two o'clock, and then come back. Really check with yourself how much effort or strain you need to put into your hand, your hand can be quite relaxed. Your elbow, your arm itself can be quite relaxed as long as you maintain the idea of your elbow being straight. Keep your elbow straight the whole time. But with minimal effort, no extra effort. Slide your hand towards two o'clock and then come back. And then When you've come back, stay with your hand resting in that position in the direction of 2 o'clock, not extended towards 2 o'clock, but towards just resting there. And now, you had just taken your hip back towards 9 o'clock. Now, can you find with your hip where 8 o'clock would be so that you go backwards and a little bit about a third of the way down? So, on the clock face, find how your pelvis your right side of your pelvis, your right hip, can look for 8 o'clock. So it's a diagonal line you're drawing, the right side of your pelvis, in the direction of 8 o'clock. Backwards and a little bit down. And take your time with that and explore it slowly. Clarify the direction in the clock. So you're really kind of going in that straight diagonal line. And not kind of jumping around and curving and going here and there, but really... Tai Chi, they have a lot of ideas of finding the curve and the straight and the straight and the curve and so on. So all of the bones and joints and everything you're moving to get here are all based on circles and curves, but you're creating a straight line out of them. So you have to be maximally flexible and easy and available to let that turn into a straight line. Straight line with your hip backwards and towards the 8 o'clock. And feel how this pulls up the length of your spine, involves the length of your spine and your ribs. Does anything happen against the floor on the left? So do your ribs move against the floor? Do some of them lift away? Does something change? As your pelvis goes back towards 8 o'clock.
Okay, and leave that movement of your hip and now start sliding your hand towards two o'clock again, reaching your fingertips out towards two o'clock. And see if that feels any different. It's more of your spine available to allow your hand to slide forward. Yeah, it becomes a different movement of the shoulder, different involvement of the spine. Even your head might move a little differently. And now come up and find one o'clock. So move your hand along the floor until you're pointing towards what you think is one o'clock on this clock underneath you. And begin to slide your hand so that your fingertips reach towards one o'clock and then come back. And here it's interesting. It's really just a difference of a few degrees, but the whole movement's organized differently now. Asking different things of your chest, of your shoulder blade, your clavicle, your spine. Just take a while to get to know this movement of sliding your hand towards one o'clock. I don't think I'd be putting words in your mouth if I said when you just come a few more degrees in this direction, all of a sudden maybe it feels like the spine and the chest aren't quite as available to allow the movement to happen. It's a little heavier, a little more restricted. So the next time you come back, just stay with your hand in that direction, not extended in that direction, but just in that direction. And now look for your hip, with your right hip, look for 7 o'clock. So you're taking your right hip down and a little bit backwards towards 7 o'clock on its small dial. So 9 o'clock was straight backwards, 8 was backwards and a little bit down. For 7 o'clock you're going almost all the way down to 6, but still a little bit backwards. So find that direction. Find the direction for taking your right hip down and a little backwards towards 7 o'clock on your smaller dial. And see where you have to soften in your chest, in your spine, in your breathing to let your hip move in this direction. Let your jaw be easy. Don't tighten anything in your neck. Shoulders relax. So your hip can go a little down and backwards. And feel how that draws the length of your spine or how much of your spine that can draw. Maybe it stops somewhere. Maybe there's a block or a point where it won't go further. So just find that for yourself. And now use your own imagination to think, 
So you're taking your pelvis down and backwards and you're following that up your spine and you're finding, yes, your lower vertebrae in your spine, they participate, they move along with it. The next few vertebrae up do, maybe the vertebrae around the level of your waist. Maybe your first couple of ribs do. Then at some point coming up your spine, you find somewhere where there's not so much movement, where it seems to damp down and stop there. So imagine now for yourself that there's a friendly pair of hands. They slide underneath your ribs, slide underneath your spine as you lie on your side. And they just help. That point in your spine where there isn't any movement, where the movement gets damped down, where it stops. Imagine that that hand helps that part of your spine, lifts it, slides it a bit downwards, lets it find whatever direction it needs to move so that it can allow the right side of your pelvis to find 7 o'clock more easily. Okay, and then leave that movement of your hip and now slide your hand again towards one o'clock and then come back and feel what that's like now. So you slide your hand up towards one o'clock, reach with your fingertips towards one o'clock and see if you found a little more freedom in that movement. A more support or flexibility from your spine, from your ribs, so let that happen. And now continue along the dial of the clock to 12 o'clock. So bring your hand up to 12 o'clock right over your head. The side of your arm is going to be resting on the side of your head. And see if you want to have your palm down, palm up, palm facing. How does it make feel like it makes more sense to have your palm facing? And begin to slide your fingertips up towards that 12 o'clock on your clock dial. And then come back. And feel how much give there is, how much availability in your spine and your ribs to let yourself slide your hand towards 12 o'clock. Sorry I'm laughing because the curtains are almost blowing out the windows even though the windows are closed because of the wind. Try it with your palm up, your palm down, your hand in different positions and see if it makes a difference to how your hand can slide. Yeah, and that's right. It's all right if your hand doesn't actually rest on the floor going over your head. You can improvise in your own, in your own universe here where your hand reaches. If it doesn't rest on the floor, it reaches in space. That's fine. And now stay resting with your hand somewhere over your head like this and begin to take your right hip now down towards six o'clock. So straight down in the direction of your feet or the wall below you. Right, if that's not clearest direction for your hip, you can actually use your foot and slide your foot down and use your foot or your leg to draw your right hip down. Or you can leave your legs bent and just roll your right pelvis down and away from you. And as you do this, you might really start to feel how your waist on the left side lifts away from the floor. That arch becomes larger. Your ribs move against the floor, slide against the floor. Really, for now, just let your 
right arm be relaxed and easy so you're not pulling against the movement of your hip as your hip attempts to move down and away from you. And those friendly hands come and flip themselves under your rib cage a little on the left side and they help slide it along or lift it so your right hip can go farther more easily down and away from you. You feel at the base of your neck, between your shoulder blades. Okay, and then leave that with your hip and again just reach your fingertips towards 12 o'clock. Lengthen your fingertips towards 12 o'clock and see. It's become a little bit easier, a little bit more sense of how your spine connects with that, how your spine lengthens your fingertips. Partly, of course, it's your shoulder blade, how your shoulder blade moves, but actually your ribs and your spine, instrumental to helping your hand lengthen away. Okay, and then leave that and come onto your back and take a rest lying on your back. (laughs) Wrap yourselves up, make yourself warm. As you wrap yourself up, try not to, uh, don't mummify yourself too much. You can actually feel your connection with the floor and not just your mummified connection with the floor. Feel how you're resting on the floor now. Particularly compare your left and right sides, left and right shoulders, each arm, length of each arm. How your back rests on the floor. And then come to lie on your left side again. Your legs comfortably bent, your arms stretched out in front of you, palms together. And now bring your right arm a little down so that you're pointing towards 4 o'clock. Your fingers are extended towards 4 o'clock on your clock face. And begin to slide your hands, slide your fingertips in the direction of four o'clock. Four o'clock is going to be about a third of the way in between straight ahead and down, straight down over your hip. Slide your hand forward. And feel how is your chest able to turn or move your ribs. Your ribs are actually very sort of moist, flexible, springy bones. They're not a big barrier to anything. They'll get out of the way. They'll soften when you find how they do that. Feel how your ribs let that happen. 
connected at the front to the sternum with a lot of, not even bone, but cartilage that squishes and is soft, flexible. So your sternum can soften in the front to let your hands slide in the direction of four o'clock, your fingers slide towards four o'clock. And feel how your spine, the whole length of your spine, how that's implicated. From the base of your skull to tip of your tailbone. We'll count the sacrum as part of your spine today. And then leave that with your hand and start to take your pelvis back now towards 10 o'clock. So your right hip now is going backwards and a little bit up in the direction of 10 o'clock. And then back to where you started from. So from the center of the small clock dial at your hip, come back towards 10 o'clock. This might be a little bit of a mysterious direction. Play with it. It might be jumpy or rough or not smooth at the beginning. So just let it become smooth. Figure out where you can get out of your own way, where you can breathe more easily. Your ribs soften, your chest soften. So you can take your right right hip back and a little up, back in about a third of the circle up towards 10 o'clock. That's a bit more mysterious, this one, eh? For some. Just repeat it gently, experiment, and eventually you'll find that it gets smoother, more direct movement in this direction instead of, you know, 9 o'clock, then veering towards 11, then, you know, 8, and then back to, oh, there, 10 o'clock. So find that straight line towards 10 o'clock. Feel what that involves for your spine, the length of your spine, for your ribs. And then leave that with your hip and now slide your hand towards 4 o'clock again. Slide your hand in the direction of 4 o'clock and feel what that's like now. This is a little Feldenkrais technique we often use in a lesson. We're paying attention to one movement, attempting to make that movement better and easier, greater range, but not without any strain or effort. And instead of pushing in that same direction, we go somewhere else and we do the opposite. So we find we go kind of to the other end of the movement and do a movement that's actually completely different, but somehow related. And that often gives a clue or a key to the first movement. And it's generally a good lesson for life as well. One of the most important generalizable lessons I think I got out of Feldenkrais. So when something is difficult, don't just, you know, do the same thing over and over again with twice as much effort. Do something else that clarifies it, makes it easier addresses the difficulty. So slide your hand down now towards 5 o'clock. Find 5 o'clock on your dial. So you'll be almost towards the direction of your hip. 5 o'clock on your dial. And begin to slide your hand, slide your fingertips in the direction of 5 o'clock. And feel what that's like. It's quite interesting how different each direction is. You just go a few degrees along on the clock and... It asks different things of your spine, of your ribs, your head, your neck. So how easy is it to just slide your fingertips towards 5 o'clock and then come back? 
and then leave that and take your hip back up towards 11 o'clock. So you're taking your hip almost straight up towards your shoulder, but not quite, a little bit back of that. So you take the, your right side of your pelvis, your right hip, take it in the direction of 11 o'clock on your imaginary clock. So that's the movement that backwards, that's backwards and up, up and backwards. And find that as a straight diagonal, sort of a straight line on the clock from the center to 11 o'clock. And feel what that asks of your ribs, of your spine, maybe the hip joint of your pelvis on the bottom, your left hip joint, has to let that happen. And then leave that and slide your hand again down towards 5 o'clock. Reach with your fingertips towards 5 o'clock. And then come back. And now take your hand right down towards 6 o'clock. So that means breaking contact with the floor. Now your hand's actually lying alongside you. And begin to slide your hand down as though you're reaching your fingertips in the direction of 6 o'clock on this dial. And see if there's much room for give here at all for you. Is there much room for give? You can help. You can lift your head. Uh huh. Somebody's uh, helping themselves out. Why doesn't everybody try that? You lift your head, lift your shoulder. Your elbow, your ear, that's what you call it, your ear. Your right ear towards your right shoulder. And look, that helps your fingertips lengthen away. Try that a few times. And then leave your head on the ground and try it a few times. Let your head be free on the ground. Maybe it rolls a little bit, tilts a little bit. Helps your fingers lengthen away. And they don't put extra effort or strain. After a certain point, if it's not going away, it's not going away. And no extra tension in your hand is going to help that. So now leave that movement and begin to move your right hip up towards 12 o'clock. So your right hip now straight up towards your shoulder. Straight in the direction of the shoulder. Do that a few times. Feel how your spine and your ribs move against the floor. Let your hand and arm be relaxed and just rest. No effort in your hand or your arms. Take your right hip up towards your right shoulder and then come back. And then leave that movement of your hip and slide your right hand again down and away from you towards 6 o'clock. See if there's a little more give there. So your hip just stays still. Leave your hip still. I mean, it might shift of its own. Whenever it does, it's fine. So just slide your hand down and away from you. See if you can get a few millimeters closer to uh, 6 o'clock.
and then come back to five o'clock and slide your hand towards five o'clock a few times. Maybe this helps you. Maybe you revise a little bit your feeling of where five o'clock is now that you've spent some time at six o'clock. And then four o'clock. And then three o'clock. And then onto your back and wrap up in your blanket and take a rest. And feel how you're resting on the floor now. Kind of measure the length of your left side, how that rests on the floor, the length of your right side. Feeling a little bit asymmetrical, maybe. This is going to be one of those asymmetrical nights. We're going to do one side. Now, because there's a recording online, you can go home and just play it and do the other side, if you like. Or you can enjoy the asymmetrical feeling. Your brain will sort it out and transfer some learning back and forth. The asymmetrical feeling is a good learning opportunity. So come and lie on your left side again and bend your knees up, stretch your arms out in front of you, whatever's comfortable under your head. And come now to, come to six o'clock. So have your right arm lying against you for six o'clock. And now can you take your hand back, rest it on the floor behind you, like you're going to reach towards seven o'clock now. Can you get your hand somewhere where you're going to reach towards seven o'clock? And you might or might not touch the floor. And that's fine. You might or might not want your palm to be up or down. Experiment with different things. But begin to slide your right hand, your fingertips in the direction of seven o'clock. This is a pretty unusual movement. It's going to feel a bit of a mystery at the beginning. It's fine. And you can try a few times lifting your head to help. And then do it a few times without lifting your head. So if you do it without lifting your head, then the whole area has to lengthen that we don't often lengthen and open. Okay, and now just bring your arm in front of you and rest your arm in front of you and begin to take your right hip now up towards one o'clock. So your right hip's coming up and a little bit forwards. Almost like your right hip is coming up towards your left shoulder on the floor. Coming up and a little bit forwards. So taking your right hip in the opposite direction that you have been taking your arm in. Find that line. 
that direction. See if you can clarify it. Make it more and more clearly a straight diagonal from the center place you start at to one o'clock on this imaginary dial. And find how your spine has to change, move, twist gently. Your ribs have to soften. Your breastbone softens. Collarbones at the front soften to let that happen. So it's forward but mostly up. Mostly up and a little bit forward. And then bring, leave that and bring your right hand back behind you again towards 7 o'clock. And lengthen your hand towards 7 o'clock. And your head will turn, your face will turn towards the ceiling. Let that turn your face towards the ceiling. Your hand, your arm doesn't have to be rigid or straight. If you're kind of dragging on the floor a little bit, that's good. Find that connection to the floor. And feel how your spine, your ribs, collarbone, the whole right side of your neck from your chin to your clavicle lets this happen great and then bring your arm down back all the way around we're going to go all the way around to uh, 11 o'clock we're not going to continue straight back we're going to come at the back from both sides so bring your arm overhead so you found 12 o'clock and then go one hour further back towards 11 o'clock so start at the top And take your hand one hour further back. See if you can let it rest on the floor. If you can't let it rest on the floor, that's fine. Probably by now you want your palm to be turning up. It would feel normal for your palm to start to turn up. See if that happens. Does it make more sense to have the back of your hand resting on the floor as you lengthen your fingertips towards 11 o'clock? Maybe your chest turns, your head turns. Just lengthen and let go of the lengthening. So you really, you're not really so interested in feeling the stretch at the end of the movement, but the movement itself of lengthening your hand away, and then coming back to where you started from. Feel how your chest softens and lets that happen. Your shoulder blade, length of your spine, how much of your spine. Take your hand, lengthen your fingertips towards 11 o'clock. And then leave that and bring your hand around somewhere where it's comfortable to rest it. And take your pelvis now towards its five o'clock. So down and a little bit forwards, take your pelvis, right side of your pelvis, your right hip down towards five o'clock on its little clock. Depending on how your legs are resting, this might be almost right in the direction of your knee. Maybe your knees are more at 4.30 or 4. You take your hip now down and away from you towards 5 o'clock. And feel how your spine is drawn along. Follow that up your spine. Feel your ribs. Between your shoulder blades. Under your shoulders. Under your whole shoulder girdle. To your head.
And then come back and bring your arm back to 11 o'clock. So let your hip rest, bring your arm back to 11 o'clock. And again, slide your hand in the direction of 11 o'clock on the big dial. And see what that's like now. A little more availability, a little clearer direction or easier movement. And now bring your hand down and forward through the front towers of the clock and come back over your hip past 6 o'clock, past 5 o'clock towards 8 o'clock behind you. Can you find 8 o'clock behind you? Let your head turn back, your shoulder turn back. Palm up, probably feel if you want your hand to turn palm up if it's a little easier. And begin to slide your hand backwards towards 8 o'clock. Feel how you do that, maybe your right knee begins to lift a little bit. It's okay, don't sweat it, let it happen if it happens. The more mobility you have in your chest and your ribs, the less that knee needs to lift. But go ahead and let it happen. Let it slide away and come back. And does your arm even feel like it belongs to you back here? You feel connected. Can you find the link into your center? It's not where we spend most of the day with our arms. Get to know it. Then bring your arm forward to rest somewhere comfortable and begin to take your right hip now up towards 2 o'clock. So forwards and a little up. Take your right hip towards 2 o'clock. It's like straight forwards but forwards and a little up. Towards your left elbow maybe or your left wrist. towards 2 o'clock on your dial. Let that get easier every time you do it. Find where you can let go in your ribs. What you can soften. What you can stop doing that's getting in your way. And then bring your hand back down to 8 o'clock behind you. Maybe your face turns, your shoulders a little, palm up, palm down, feel what makes sense. And slide your hand back towards 8 o'clock. See if your arm feels a little more attached to yourself now back here. Notice as you're coming back like this, it might start to, you might feel that the cushion's under your head um, interfere with the movement a little. Check out the height of your cushions and see if it would help you to rearrange that. Okay, and then bring your hand over you and forward again and now up over the top and back towards 10 o'clock. So you find 10 o'clock back behind you with your hand. 10 o'clock. And this is the direction least likely to rest on the floor for most people. I mean, apart for 
6 o'clock where your hips in the way, but 10 o'clock is the direction where you might or might not rest on the floor. You can bring the floor up to you if you've got a big blanket or pillow or something. Or you can just have your arm hang in the air if that's what it does. But slide your fingertips towards 10 o'clock. Towards 10 o'clock. Palm might be up, back of your hand on the floor. You slide your hand towards 10 o'clock. Easy movement without pushing yourself. As well as you can in that direction. And then bring your hand back forward and rest. And take your hip now in the direction of four o'clock. So that's forward and a little bit down. Take your right hip in the direction of four o'clock. And feel what this asks of your spine, how it draws your spine along, how far your spine comes. Again, maybe those friendly fingers come under your ribs, under your spine, and help shift it along to allow your pelvis to move towards four o'clock. And then leave that and bring your hand back towards ten o'clock behind you. And lengthen your hand in that direction. See if that's changed. Maybe your face turns, your head rolls. And now can you take your hand back towards nine o'clock? So just go an hour further down, straight out. Be straight up in the other direction from your three o'clock arm in front. And is there any give there? Is there any possibility for your hand to slide, your fingertips to slide a little bit towards nine o'clock at the back? As easy as you can make it. Bring your arm forward or to rest in front of you and begin to slide or roll your right hip a little bit forwards towards 3 o'clock. Straight in the opposite direction, take your right hip towards 3 o'clock. Straight forward and then back. And then take your hand back towards 9 o'clock behind you again. Your right hand back to 9 o'clock. And let your hand reach out towards 9 o'clock a few times. 
or a little give there, a little possibility for lengthening that arm. And now try stay with your hand resting there without reaching it and bring your right hip forwards towards three o'clock. Try the same movement in the opposite direction from the bottom up and feel in your ribs, in your spine, where that reaches to, how your chest, even in this somewhat extreme position for your chest, can find some softness, some flexibility, some allowance for this to happen. Find that little bit of freedom you can find in this position. And then leave your hip again and just slide your fingers backwards, your fingertips back towards 9 o'clock. And then leave that, bring your arm forward. And just at your own pace, go all the way around the clock, whichever direction you prefer. Stop at each hour and lengthen your hand a little, lengthen your fingers, and then move on to the next hour and lengthen your fingers. Just put together the whole picture of this clock, all the directions. Very slight, subtle differences are the big differences in how your spine supports your fingertips to reach out in each direction where in your spine is helping this happen. Sort of a funny clock dial, isn't it? Because the middle of the clock is behind your upper chest or between your shoulders, right? But your hip joint has a whole lot to do. And the whole length of your spine has a whole lot to do with the hands of these clock, this clock that is your shoulder girdle reaching towards each number. And when you've made it around to the front again, you can roll onto your back and rest. Wrap up. Okay, and feel how you're resting on the floor now. And compare, particularly compare your left side and your right side. How does each arm rest, each shoulder? You feel the whole left side of your body and the whole right side of your body. What, what things compare?
the weight or the size or the length. What about the left side of your face and the right side of your face, your eye, corner of your mouth? And slowly at your own pace, you can, whenever you're ready, roll up to your side and come up to sit and bring this asymmetrical person you are right now up to standing. Compare how each arm hangs. <laughs> I should get out my iPhone here, take pictures of everybody. It's a different. 